Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. We have been right through uh, this beginning of 2021. We have been focused on what is more than a theme and more than simply a slogan or a, even a focus. And that's the command we feel that it is. It's the task God has set for us of together, everyone, everywhere. And I was sharing that with a pastor friend of mine in Queensland just this week, and he was kind of so excited about what we'd heard from God uh, in that conversation. But if we believe Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 22, and what that verse says is this, that in whom you also are being built together. Now watch this for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now, if we believe that, that our together is a lot more than simply a wonderful facilitation of social gathering of some kind or other, but if God is building us together for our dwelling place for Himself by the Holy Spirit, then we know that our together has a supernatural and eternal significance. It means that when you become a part of the body of Christ, you give your life to Christ, He puts you in the body. The expression of that will be a local church somewhere or other that you will say, this is my church. This is where my expression of what it means to be together in Christ is going to be worked out. Then when that happens for you, you know that it's not like any other together in your life. Some of you here are proud members of your football club or you're proud members of your social club or you're proud members of some other thing that brings you together with others. But it's vastly different from the together that God is building. You know, wouldn't it be nice, Petey, if simply getting together with another Eagles supporter if any two of you could agree as touching anything, the Eagles would always win? Wouldn't that be nice? But you know that can't be so. And yet the Scripture tells us that when we get together, there is supernatural power in it. And so you can understand why the enemy of all humankind works so hard to diminish our together and to undermine. Why is it that the church, and I'm not going to get on any rant here, so don't get worried, but why is it that the church kind of attracts more criticism than any other religious body on the face of the earth. Why is it that if there's a a bad story about the church, you'll hear it quick? I believe it's because the together that God is building has supernatural and eternal power. So let's speak quickly this morning about the nature of our together. Matthew 18, verse 19. Jesus says... Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them of my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now I want to take you back to the first verse that we read, verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything. It doesn't say that if two of you agree on earth concerning 
everything. It says concerning anything. So I can agree with you for God's grace and power for your situation. Even if you and I have points of disagreement theologically, eschatologically about the return of Christ, philosophically, economically, politically, or even relationally. I can agree because the Bible doesn't ask you and I to agree on everything. I think most people would be shocked if they were to discover how diverse churches like ours are across a whole range of issues, whether it's politics, philosophy, eschatology, whether it's some parts of theology. We would be shocked, I think many people would, to see how this such a diverse group of people can walk together. And the reason for that is that the nature of our together is this, that it's based on what and who we agree on. It's not based on what we disagree on. Our together, the nature of our together as believers is this. We are gathered around what and who we agree on. We're not together based on all the things we disagree on that we've got to somehow rather massage or change or convince others so that we can walk together in agreement. So we agree on the Lordship of Christ. We agree that Jesus is Lord. We agree that He's the head of the church. We agree that He's got the final say. We agree in the primacy and the supremacy of the Word of God. We don't believe this is the book of suggestions. We don't believe it's some kind of random gathering of writings of human people that love God. We believe it's the Word of God. We believe it doesn't contain truth. We believe it is the truth. And because we believe it is the truth, it becomes our guide for life and behaviour and for uh, what we desire and what we walk towards as believers. We agree on that. We agree on our relationship in Christ. That means that if you're a believer, you're my brother or my sister, even if we don't agree on a whole lot of other stuff, you're still my brother. And I come from a large family and I've got brothers and sisters where from time to time there's conflict. But I never got rid of them. I never divorced my family because of disagreement. We just keep walking together as family and that season passes and we find a way to come into agreement anyway. Why? Because our agreement was never about everything. It was about a few things. And so we agree on the Lordship of Christ and the primacy of the Word in our relationship in Christ. And if you're a part of this church, we agree on our mission. It's to win the lost and to grow the saved. And so we've got no hesitation in that. Everything we do is geared around how do we reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. We don't reach them with the good news of Metro Church. We reach them with the good news that there is a Saviour who shed His blood on a cross and took our place so that we could be declared acceptable to God by faith and that we could walk with God and know God despite all of our brokenness and our flaws. We could walk with God. And so of course we want people to know that. We want people to receive Jesus. We want people to believe. And, and we don't try and convince so much as we present the opportunity. 
to say Jesus can be Lord of your life. So our together is based on what and who we agree on, not what we disagree on. And let me tell you, in a world that is so fractured in so many ways, that's incredibly good news. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Here's the next thing about our together, verse 11. He himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of man in the cunning deceitfulness, uh, craftiness rather of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things in Him who is the head, Christ. How many people believe we've got a bit of a way to go just yet? Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. <sighs> There's a whole lot in there. You could preach for a year on that and never get to the bottom of it all. But why did I read all of that? Because it all hinges around that verse in verse 16. God's done His part in setting it all up. Now He says that together doesn't work because heaven decided, because heaven's got a doctrine. It works because we get into the mix and we start doing our part by which every part does its share. Now, I don't know how many times I've read that, but just this last week, I felt prompted, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit, to look up that word share. It seemed like a strange word. And when I looked it up and discovered what it meant to the original writer, when they wrote that in Greek, this is what it means. It means a limited portion. So let me read that together to you again. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the, uh, the part by which, uh, the effective working rather, by which every part does its limited portion. And I was shocked when I read it because I realised that God knew I had limitations. That when he put you and I in the body, God realised that you can't do everything. You can't do everything. Out together is different in that the unlimited God will use limited people to do unlimited things. The unlimited God will use people of limitation like you and I. God's not looking for a group of people that have got it all. He already knows there are limits to your capacity. There are limits to your ability. There are limits to your resources. You and I, nobody that I'm speaking to has got it all. 
We don't, all of us have all the knowledge, all the wisdom. None of us have got a corner and can say, you know what, I don't need anybody else. I've got the lot. No, that's not the way it works. The second nature of our together is this, is that everyone has something to bring. No one has to bring it all. Everyone's got something to bring. We have championed this as a church for I don't know how many years. That's why we're always so keen for people to step up to serve. It's not because we try to raise volunteers to get jobs done cheaply. It's because God's design is this. The nature of our together, everyone, everyone, turn to your neighbour and say everyone. You can point at them, everyone. Everyone has something to bring. No one has to bring it all. I'm not required to be the fount of all wisdom, the answer to every situation. I don't have to have faith for everything. You and I have got a portion of what God has. And when I bring my portion and you bring your portion to our together, then the unlimited God gets to use people of limitation to do things that are unlimited. Including, by the way, online. Don't think if you're online, I'm just watching. We don't believe that. That's why we've already discovered so many ways that if you are online and that's your best way to be a part of Metro Church, if that's the way it is, then we want you to be a part of finding a way to say, how do I bring my limited portion? Maybe you're limited by distance. Maybe that's your limit. Maybe you're limited by the environment that you're in. I know there would be people that are a part of this service and you are in lockdown where you are. That's your limited portion. But you can still find a way to say, how do I bring my part to our together? Let us know. Just contact us again. You know, I'll be a crack record for a long time. Info at metrochurch.org.org.au. Just contact us there and say, Pastor Bruce, he'll get it. Pastor Bruce, I've got a limited portion. How do I bring this to, to make something happen? He'll let you know. Here's the third one. Third thing about together. Our together, firstly, is based on what and who we agree on, not what we disagree on. Secondly, everyone has something to bring. No one has to bring it all. Here's the third one. Our together is based on love, not like. Our together is based on love, not like. Like is about preferences. I was going to show you a photo at this point of me at the age of 19. Uh, maybe I'll save it for another time. I was wearing platform shoes, flared trousers. I was wearing a paisley shirt, as I remember. I had long hair, down. Well, it was long, and uh, and there was I. And I'm pretty sure in that photo, I'm dancing with Rhonda, except she's standing on a milk crate because uh, she's fairly short, and, and I'm dancing around her. Uh, anyway, I, I was going to show you that photo so you could see what like looks like. Like looks like fashion. How many people here, well, some of you are old enough to remember. Anybody here remember those ties that were so big they were like tablecloths? You didn't need to put a napkin, you know, a serviette around you. You just used your tie. It was that big. And then I went to ties so skinny it might as well be a bit of string. 
and fashion changes, doesn't it? The thing that you were so, I, when I wore that thing back when I was 19, I thought I was cool. Now, my kids, my grandchildren look at it and go, oh, granddad, that's wrong. Huh? Fashion. Do you know what? I went through the scripture and I cannot find one place where Jesus ever said, this is what I'd like. I can't find one reference ever to Jesus saying, this is what I'd prefer. Oh, he said things like the kingdom of God is like, but he was using the word in a different way. He was using it to introduce a simile or a metaphor. He wasn't using it to talk about his preference because Jesus never lived a life of preference. He never said, oh, well, if I, I think I'd like to. He never once said to the disciples, what would you like to do? Where would you like to go? He began teaching them right from the very start that our together is based on love, not like. Your likes will all change and thank God for that. Can I say to you that any relationships based on preferences, any relationships that are based on preferences are doomed to failure and weakness, no matter what they are, be they a marriage. It's no coincidence to me that social media is built around likes, not love. Don't like it? Move on. Why do we move on so fast in our world at the moment? It's because we're developing a like culture. What I like. And can I tell you, you cannot bring a like culture into the kingdom of God that's built on a love culture and hope that you'll build a great church or a great ministry or that the Holy Spirit will breathe on it. Did you hear me? You can't bring the like culture of the world and try and make your Christian life operate according to like because Jesus thinks He's Lord. He thinks He's Lord of you. And so when he says, I want you to do this, and you go, oh, I don't feel like it, he goes, who asked? Come on, this is really the rubber meets the road here. This is where I think Christianity either, either makes it or breaks it, rises or falls, is am I going to operate out of a like culture or am I going to operate out of a loved one? Next week, my wife and I will celebrate our 42nd wedding anniversary. Is that right? I hope so. It is next week, isn't it? Yeah, good. See, you can tell that's love, not like. Now, Rhonda, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is my wife, Rhonda. Come on up here, Rhonda. Come on. Come on up here. Everyone wants to see Rhonda. You all love it. You all love it when Rhonda comes up. You all love it. Yeah, you can hold my wife's hand for a second. Thank you for being a gentleman. Rhonda, let me, I'm putting you on the spot. You, you better answer properly here. You better, Rhonda, do you love me? Yes, dear, I love you. This made me go all gooey for a second there. Rhonda, in 42 years, again, you've got to be honest, you're standing on the platform in the house of God. Have you always liked me? There have been times when it's been a challenge. Now we're going to move rapidly on. We're not going to ask about what those times were at. So 
We didn't build a 42-year marriage on like, do I like you? I've always liked you, by the way. Thank you. There's never been a moment. I think there might have been a few. You think there might have been a few? She just called me a liar. No, no, you've just, you've just got a good forgettery. Oh, thank you, darling. Listen, why do we think that we can somehow or other bring the like culture into the kingdom of God and it'll work? Every relationship built on like is doomed to weakness or failure. It wasn't like that took Jesus to the cross. It was love. It wasn't like that kept him there. It was love. And it wasn't like that raised him up from the dead. It was love that did that. We all know the verse, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, not liked. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We want to pray with you this morning. I pray that this will help you understand something of the nature of our together. So that if difficulties arise, you go, hold a second here. My together doesn't work like that. Thank you, Don. Do you want to keep staying here? or would... It's okay. Yeah. She says, I love you, but I don't want to like staying up here with you. In case you ask me more difficult questions. It was love. Can I say to you this morning that no matter who you are, here's what the love of God says. I said it on the first Sunday. That God's together is always just one more. doesn't matter who you are. It's always just one more. Would he accept you? Yes, he will. You go, but oh, Jeff, I'm not very good. He goes, he didn't ask you that. He wasn't asking for a, a survey of how well you've behaved. He's saying, no, I'll, I want you to come to me. It's the greatest thing I've ever known about God, and it'll be the greatest thing I ever will know, I'm sure, is that God loves us. He's not about like. He loves. Love is always a commitment, not a preference. Let me pray right now for those of you here that maybe you're in the building. You've never said yes to Jesus. God doesn't change Soti's life in Cambodia because God feels sorry for him. It's because he loves him. God won't change your life because he feels sorry for you. It's because he loves you. That's why he'll keep walking with you when you say yes to him. Father, I pray for any man, woman or child, young, old, no matter what they are, people that grew up with church, people that have never known the name of Jesus, whichever. Lord, I pray that today if they'll say yes to you, I know you'll come into their life and that'll be the beginning of relationship with you that will transform their life. I believe, Lord, that they'll be born again of the Holy Spirit. They won't just grow and learn. They'll be transformed by that wonderful Holy Spirit. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're one of those people who in your heart right then just said yes to God, here's what you need to do next. And that is, you, if you're in Australia, send yes, Y-E-S. That's all it is, three letters. Send that to this number. It's on your screen, 0488 826 392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help every day for 30 days, completely free, no strings attached of any kind, 
then go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. doesn't come from a third party. It's from us here at Metro. We do it. We'll send it to you. Just one screen of your smartphone or just a brief email that gives you a Bible verse, a different one every day, and a prayer, different every day. That'll help you. We'd, we'd love to be a part of your journey with Christ. For the rest of us here, as we journey through 2021, we're not going to be preaching about together all the way. Matter of fact, next Sunday morning, I'm preaching on unusual times. I believe these are those. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to help all of us navigate unusual times. But I pray that during this year, if there's an opportunity to build and strengthen together, I pray you'll take it. That's why we've got the cafe out there. That's why all this food's happening. We want to kickstart something called a better and stronger together than we've ever had. Amen.